Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast. We optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe podcast, I'm talking with Jason Ackerman of Own Your Eating. And today we are going to be talking about fasting and a little bit about what Jason's been up to, his move from Florida to Colorado, and then talking about the results and the food and everything that goes into this prolonged fasting mimicking diet because Jason and I did it together in a group a few weeks back, and we hadn't had the chance to really get into it. So we talk about how it went, the differences in energy levels, you know, caffeine, and how that affected the the diet, the foods that we ate, and if we would do it again with the kit, without the kit, all that interesting stuff. And it's a great listen if you're considering doing one of these five-day fasts, because there are some serious benefits that can be seen, whether it be, you know, making your body feel better, losing some body fat, making your mind feel better, all that stuff. So have a listen. And if you guys have any questions, make sure that you hit us up. So without further ado, here's Jason Ackerman. Jason, how's it going today, man? Hey, everything's great today. Actually, got a great night's sleep, which for me just starts, you ever get a good night's sleep and you're just like, wow, that's what that feels like? Like energy, uh, and then not just like uh, being awake energy, but like my just feels really good today. So thanks for asking. Yeah, that's great. You can level us out because I actually had the opposite experience last night because as you know, I live in a van most of the time. And when you live in a van and it's windy outside, sometimes that does not equate to awesome sleeping. And that was the case last night. <laughs> The worst night of sleep I've had in recent memory was about just over three years ago because it was while we were on the road. We were in our little mini camper, you know, so not a van like yours. We were pulling the, it was called the Happier Camper, and we parked at um, like a pilot or a love type thing where you can where you can park for the night, yep. like a gas station, pay like $20, and we were parked next to this huge... I don't know what it does, but there's like these trucks and every minute, maybe it would just make this huge like sound. Like it's like, I don't know what the noise, what it is actually doing. Um, it's like a pressure release or something. Yeah, that's right? exactly what it is. It's pressure release. <laughs> but it reminded me when I was in, when I was in college, I remember there we, we learned in psychology about the sleep experiment for cats where they would have them sleep on almost like um, cones so they, they would sleep at the top, but as they fell asleep and their body relaxed, they would kind of slide down towards the middle. So you're sleeping on a slant. So when your body relaxes, you slide and you wake up. So you could like almost fall asleep. And that's exactly what it was. Like you would kind of fall asleep and then the noise would just, and it was like our first or second night in the camper. Uh, and I was like, I never want to sleep in this thing again, but we did, you know, you got over it. Yep, I've definitely had that experience before. Uh, so I, I I can appreciate that sitting in a Loves or like a, a Cracker Barrel parking lot and having <laughs> yeah. a similar experience. Are you um, back in the van? We're kind of like in and out of the van based off of you know whether we're visiting family or not. So technically, we're in the process of sleeping in the van right now to get ready or used to being in the van again because about a week and a half, we're going to start headed down towards Arizona to do oh, cool. a Grand Canyon trip. So are you going to be near Colorado after that? We will. So I'll be All definitely right. hit, yeah. hitting you up. Do you have mountain, you have mountain bikes, right? Mm-hmm. Dude. So I just got my mountain bike maybe two weeks ago Sweet. and I'm addicted. I'm going to head out. I got a couple more things to do after this. And I'm, I've got like a 15 mile loop about five minutes away. That's like perfect. You know, distance takes, anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours, depending on how hard I go. But it's got, it's like the perfect variety of terrain and hills. And if you guys are out here, I'd love to take you out or go wherever you want to go. But you're probably much better than I am at this. So this is, this is like, it could be intense, but it's, I'm not worried I'm going to die. Dude, either way, you just made me so excited by telling me. Yeah, let's, yeah, so let's go. I'm excited. Yeah, whenever you're out here, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, um, let's see, in, I don't know, end early September, I think, something like that. Cool. Uh, 
because we have August coming up. Yeah, so I'll definitely keep you posted because we're our plan is to. Have you been to Fruta? Do you know where Fruta is, Colorado? No. Great mountain biking there. We went there last year and just loved it so much. Not only that, they've got this little place that serves peach pizzas, and it. yeah, I, and I'm not like a, a peach pizza guy, but it was fantastic. Fantastic. I would I would have gone for either or mountain biking or pizza. But with both, I'm definitely there. Yeah, no, I'd love to I'd love to meet up and do that. We'll do that for sure. So guys, if you haven't uh, listened to the previous podcast that we did with Jason, it's over at allaroundjoe.com slash 182. And that was like all about his own your eating company. And Jason, you know, obviously, if you don't know who he is, you should. You should be following him everywhere. Um, I definitely do. But we're going to get into just kind of chatting here, as you guys can see already, and just having a fun conversation because this is when we catch up and, and see what we're up to. And we have some fun stuff to talk about fasting today. So um, before we jump into that, though, the last time that we talked to you, you were living in Florida and we were trying to hook up. And now you're in Colorado. And I'm, I'm actually... Trying to hook up. Yeah, trying to hook up again. <laughs> we're going to do it for sure this time other than just on the podcast. What brought you to Colorado? I'm interested in that. Well, you know, there's there's many things, but I think the underlying theme is happy wife, happy life. So we were living, when I met my wife, I was living in Florida, a recent uh, transplant because I'm from New York and I've been there, you know, 35 of my years at that time. And I met my wife in Miami at her CrossFit Level 1 seminar but meanwhile, she was living on Cayman and looking to escape that climate. So she was, she's English, but was living in Cayman and was, you know, kind of like, all right, I want to escape. I want to check out Vancouver. I want to check out Colorado, parts of California. But, you know, we met and I convinced her to, hey, just, you know, let's stick around here for a little bit. Let's get our life together. We got married. Um, but it, always knowing she wants to leave there. And I can't blame her. Like Florida, Florida's great in, in small doses, or if you're just like, cool, I'm chilling for the rest of my life. Like, I'm not really looking to do a whole lot more growth. Per, that's how I felt. I'm sure there are plenty of people that do really well out there or down there. But, you know, the vibe is very chill. I was in Naples, Florida. You know, the median age is probably 50. Um, you know, lots of retired people, um, not a whole lot of diversity you know, culture, et cetera. So she wanted to do it. And then in the meantime, I started talking to an old friend, Dave Lipson, who founded a company called Thunderbro. And he was looking for a partner to help him grow it. You know, Dave's a charismatic guy, very smart, very entertaining, but not really business oriented. He knew of my experience. So, you know, kind of knowing all of this going on, we, we coordinated, we came out to visit last um September. And then, you know, by October, we were driving our cars across the country. Wow. And so what part of Colorado are you in? We're in a a little town right now called Arvada. We just bought a house here. It's 10 minutes from Boulder. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And how are you liking it so far? I love it. Like I said, you know, when you're in Florida, everything's flat. It's hot. I mean, I'm outdoors throughout the day now, whether it's mountain biking, whether it's just working out outdoors, something you really can't do easily in Florida. It's too hot. Um, trying to just, you know, I'm, I'm 42 now, like we talked about off air, about to have a, you know, baby in a few, you know, few months. So trying to just to learn a little bit, trying to grow as a human being. I learned yet, you know, for example, yeah, I'm, I really want to learn how to build stuff. And, you know, for me, those that don't know me, I'm 42. I've never been handy. I mean, you know, grew up in a Jewish household and we're just not the handiest people. I'm sure there are handy Jews, but we were, we weren't one of them or two of them. And, you know, so I go to home Depot and I was like, all right, I want to buy some tools and I want to build something. And the, the guy that I met, his name is Jared, who's kind of become a friend. He's like, why don't you build cornhole, like a cornhole set? I was like, that's a great idea. My wife actually wants one and I'm going to build it for her birthdays next month. So he came over yesterday. We spent like five hours. He taught me so much. And it, I think you can't under undervalue the the importance of just the, the climate, not not necessarily the temperature, but just like the vibe you live in. It's a it's a chill vibe. It's a young vibe. It's a 
you know, it's a, it's a work hard vibe out here. And, and that's what I like about it. I, I couldn't second that enough, man, that just the people that you're around and the vibe that you feel when you're in that particular area is just so big, especially with like, if you feel like you fit in there, you know, there's certain times in your life that you fit into different areas and different groups of people. Uh, but I'm with you, you know, we love it down in Colorado and in several areas around there. And, uh, there is, there's a, there's a very cool vibe that I've felt as well. It's yeah. There. I felt the day we moved here, I was like, this is different. Yeah. And like you said, I, I feel like I fit here more, you know, like it's, it's a type of area that makes you want to be better. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you going to build next? So I still have to finish it. So the, the frame, the cornhole is built. I have to sand it, paint it, et cetera. Um, and then next step is baby stuff. <laughs> so Roz is kind of, Pinterest thing or whatever. The, the, the first project is, you know, I don't know enough about babies yet. I should probably learn, but luckily Roz is very into research, but so as, I guess you buy a crib, right? Not, I guess like we need a crib for this baby. And, <laughs> and then you also need a changing table, which is not the same thing as a crib. And I didn't know that. <laughs> so you can buy two things, but they're big, right? And, and we have some space, but we also don't want to just clutter. We don't, we're very much like you guys, like minimalists. Like we don't like a lot of junk laying around. So I'm going to build a changing table that fits on top of the crib. So when you need it, you just pop it on Love it. and, you know, save some space, save a lot of those things are expensive. The ones we found. And it's, I came in yesterday after building this thing and she doesn't know what I built, but I was like, wow, it's just so rewarding. Like you spend all day and I'm like, I have something to show for this day. Like I've accomplished something and not to mention, I feel like learned a new skill, which is I think for most people, just something they don't do after a certain period of time. Yep. Yeah. And do you feel like you get on a roll? Because I feel like when I'm building something or fixing something, I'll do it. And it gives me this burst of confidence. And I'm like, what's next? I remember I I fixed some electrical system on the van. I was like, let's tear down the wall and I'll redo, you know, (laughs) let's put some new lights in. (laughs) That's exactly how I felt. I mean, not just on a roll in the midst of the project, like you can definitely get in like a flow state. Yeah. You know, like, you know, so for example, when we had to cut, a certain number of pieces the same way you kind of just get in this flow of like measure mark cut repeat you know so that's kind of relaxing mm-hmm. um but yeah when i finished i was like okay what time tomorrow can i go back you know and we have i think about six months before the baby so i'm like all right let's not rush let's because i'm still very much a novice at it i have to learn a little bit but luckily you know i'm at home depot and this guy jared was just it's amazing to meet people that are just masters at what they do He's a young kid, you know, he's probably in his thirties and, you know, we're talking and talking and I'm like, look, Jared, I've, you got, my cart has got a drill, a saw, you know, a, a sander, a level a stud finder. I'm like, I'm going to get home and they're going to sit in my garage. Can I hire you as a coach? And he was like taken aback. And I was like, I'm a coach. I understand the need for coaching. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yeah. And it turns out he lives like two minutes away. So he came over yesterday, spent four hours here building it. And I think for a lot of people that are good at what they do and don't often have the opportunity to coach, just appreciate like someone that is truly just wanting to learn and respecting everything you've, you know, your experiences. Yep. So he that's, was just really happy to do it. That's such a great story and idea and like learning thing for people. Cause I think that I've actually had a social post, maybe it was last week or something like that. It was on that same kind of topic where there's so many people that are a generation above us or, or a couple generations that I'll see kind of like tinkering around in this retirement age. And they don't feel the same way, at least that I do about coaching and like having a mentor or a coach. And um, at least maybe the, the parents that I'm my parents and no, I agree with you on that that. because I'll be like asking questions. I'm like, Oh, did you, you know, how did you learn how to do this? Or, you know, you don't know how to frame this wall in. Um, are you going to get help with somebody? No, I'll just figure it out. And to me, I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to call up Jason because he just told me that he knew how to, you know, frame this thing up and see what he says rather than trying to screw it up and who knows what. So, and that's also probably just the digital error, right? Like, 
Roz is really good. My wife at learning via YouTube. Uh, you know, and it's, I think, I think that's part of it. Like understanding you can all learn from these people. I'm a hands-on guy. Like as soon as Jared started teaching me stuff, I was like, now I understand how to do this next project, but I needed that hands-on approach at first, where yeah. if I would have watched 10 YouTube videos, I would have been like, I don't understand this, but there is yeah. that, you know? And, and I think hopefully part of it is our generation is willing to just ask for help. Sure. You know, the old, yeah. you know, the, the baby boomers in our parents' generation where it's just like, no, you know, we got to be tough and learn. Like, no, like this is the benefit of having, that's the one benefit of social media is that you're connected to all these people that are smarter than you. Totally. You know, and totally. speaking of like, that's, you were kind of my mentor for fasting. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think we were, we did it together, but, um, but I would not have done it. I think I had you on my podcast. You mentioned it and I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. So I wouldn't yeah. have done it if not for you. Well, that's great. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Why? So either because we talked about it or before that, because I think that you've had some experience with fasting, but why did you start or what like got you into considering fasting? Yeah. I mean, for probably about 15 years now, I've been, you know, and I would call it an intermittent faster. 15 year. Yeah. I mean, off and on. Wow. You know, so, so, well, what's it? 2020, maybe 13. It was right around when I found CrossFit. Okay. I, I very much remember one of my cl first clients. She was a longtime client of mine before CrossFit. And we were just talking about fasting and we went to Starbucks. And I remember she's like, get a black coffee and don't eat till, you know, five or six or whatever it was. And I was like, cool. Like I grew up wrestling. Like I would go days without eating. This was nothing. <laughs> and I think that was, that was a big, um, reason that I liked it was because, you know, I'm, I'm still very much a chubby kid at heart. Like I can, people are always amazed with how much I can eat because I'm, you know, five foot three, 145, like, but I can easily, when, when people get full, I'm like, you don't understand. Like I can push through that. I can break through that fullness <laughs> barrier. So fasting was almost this means to enjoy more food in a given time and feel that fullness during the day, or I'm sorry, at night. And during the day I can go like, you know, especially when I was running the gyms, like I was so busy. I didn't even think about eating. Sure. So yeah, that was always off and on and periods of time where I would do it seven days a week, periods of time where I do it one or two days a week. So I was experienced in that way. And I had done a handful of like fast water type fasts over the years with yoga, nothing crazy, but, and it had been a long time since I had done that. But when I came to Colorado, I've, I've had some issues that have what's called uh pallets rigidus, which is basically turf toe. Okay. So my big toe, the, the big joint of my foot where it meets the big toe doesn't, there's, it's just bone on bone mm -hmm. from wrestling all these years, like just a lot of you know, injuries down there. And, and I met, went to a guy that I do jujitsu with. He's a, he's a doctor, like a rejuvenation type guy, you know, it does stem cells and whatnot. So I go in there and I'm hoping he's just going to shoot my toe up with something and make it feel better. And he's like, Hey, I can do that. It'll, it'll work. It'll cost you quite a few, you know, thousands of dollars, or you can do this fast for five days. And I was like, that's, you know, I was hoping he would just shoot me up. Now you're telling me I don't get to eat. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, and, and I did it kind of half-assed, I would say like, he was like, don't buy this box. Just, Here's about what you would do, but you know, and we'll talk about it. It's like, for me, I need those rules. Yeah. So him saying like, you know, have about 800 calories a day was like, okay, open the refrigerator, try to figure that out, but maybe have more. Sure. You know? and, and it still worked. My foot felt a little better. And why did he say, did he give you any reasons for like why that would work? Yeah, it's just, you know, the same thing. It's like cellular rejuvenation, same reason the prolon works. Yeah. You know, it's like um, your your body's not working to do other things. It's it's uh, recreating, I believe it's what, white blood cells. It's, you know, cells are, because I'll tell you what, you know, this prolon, my foot still feels better. Really? And that was, you know, over six weeks ago now. Yeah. So, so you know, going back to it, it was kind of in my head. Never did it well. That was around January. Did it a second time with even less rigidness. 
And then when I spoke to you in probably May, yeah. you were like, Hey, I'm getting a group together in June. And this time, you know, because of you and, 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 you know, doing it with a group of people, I was like, I'm going to use the actual box prolong yeah. the, the box. Um, in addition to that, you know, we're in the midst of the quarantine. I've kind of been very relaxed with my eating, like never off the rails, but not training my hardest because I just couldn't, you know, we had a handful of dumbbells, you know, like we've spoken about and just eating a little too lenient. And I was like, this would be a good reboot. Totally. And that's where, you know, I think we started on June 7th. Yeah. Yeah. And so just so if people are not following us on Prolon, Prolon is this five-day fasting mimicking diet kit that basically puts all of the foods together um, that has been put together by a guy named Walter Longo, who's a USC uh, PhD that has researched longevity for years and years and has linked the fasting with the longevity. So if you, you know, want to go check out more of that head over to i believe it's prolonfmd.com is their website or just search the fasting mimicking diet and you'll see what comes up but it's pretty nice when like what jason said you don't have to think about what you're going to do and that that's kind of like my big thing is you know if i'm going to be feeling bad and trying to do other things i don't want to have to open up the fridge and and be like oh my gosh what should i eat for 800 calories and you know but well- and it was, yeah, not only this is all you eat, it was like, I had no reason to deviate. Right. Right. I, I like did, literally didn't need to open my refrigerator or pantry for five days. No. So, so there was that aspect to it, which like, this is my box and this is all you get. Yeah. So you did it the, the that first time for your toe. Had you done it? Did, so how, was this your third time or is this your second time? Well, like I said, the first time, I, w- I mean, if I had to be completely honest, I would say neither of those two times counted. Okay. You know, the first time I would basically make one giant salad at the end of the day, but I would also put in some protein because I felt like I needed that. Yeah. Um, and I was I was strict as far as like good quality, but I certainly wasn't extremely restrictive in the overall caloric intake. You know, I doubt I was taking in more than a thousand, but it wasn't, you know, to the macro percentages that they recommend. and. Um, you know, I was having coffee. So it was, it was, this, I would definitely say was my first time doing this fast mimic, mimicking diet accurately. Gotcha. Cool. I mean, I did, super accurately, no coffee, which was probably the hardest part. Um, but also the biggest eye opener and then living out of the box. Yeah. Yeah. The coffee was super eye opener for a lot of people in the group. And how, what was your experience with not having the coffee and what is your coffee consumption before? I keep an eye on my coffee intake only because I can get out of control. And I just love sit like we're sitting here talking and I just, whenever I'm like on a zoom call, which I'm on often, I like to have, and this is green tea right now because I already had a coffee this morning. So I, I try to limit my coffee to two a day. Cool. So, and we have like a really nice, um, Breville, like espresso maker and then the Nespresso. So I usually do one of each. Um, but also what I would have told you is I need my coffee. Like I wake up, I poop and I need my coffee immediately, yep. you know, and, and what it's, what that really showed me was a, you'll survive without coffee and B you don't need it right away. So now most days, you know, I wake up, you know, no later than seven on any given day. And I probably don't have my coffee till nine or 10 when I start kind of getting on calls. And so it was really an eye opener to the fact that I don't need it immediately. Right. Which, you know, having traveled for the last seven years for uh, CrossFit and seminar staff, it was always like, wake up in the hotel room, make my, and now realizing I, not only do I not need it, I don't need as much. You know, the, the second cup is really just enjoying the moment of, of relaxing and sitting still. Sure. I, I thought, so let me tell you something else. You know, my birthday was June 5th, which was, a Friday. And then we started the fast on Sunday, the seventh. So on Friday, the fifth, my birthday, and and by the way, we found out like my wife was pregnant, like the fourth. So it was like, and we had just adopted our new dog, like the 27th of May. So who I was talking about. So it was like all of this excitement. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go crazy eating (laughs) on the fifth and sixth, like pizza and donuts. We got this great cookie spot in town. 
And Sunday, I was just like, I'm fine. Because I was still full. Which, yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, I don't think I would do again. Like It was almost like I was so dreadful of this fast that I was loading up. And I also knew I'd feel fine for at least a day with how much I ate. Like my body, not only was my body just not hungry, like my stomach was off because I overdid it. Um, so I, like I was at an inflated weight of like 150 on the start day because I just so much sodium and food. Um, and then again, the coffee, I really thought the coffee would hit me hard. And it was the hardest part. I didn't get like a caffeine headache, like a lot of people get, but I was tired. Like my body was just like slug. It was like, it was not powering up all the way. Yep. Like I had, like if it was a computer, I had like too many things open. Yep. <laughs> kept getting the wheel of death. Um, that was probably the hardest part. Like I said, it was just like, I could never get moving. I could never get, my brain was foggy. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, I don't know if you have a specific sequence you want to discuss, but, you know, so that was Sunday. Monday and Tuesday were hard. Not just the coffee, but then all of a sudden on Monday, you go from, I'm sorry, on Sunday, you go from 1,200 to the remaining four days of 800 calories. Yeah. So it was hard, not only no caffeine, my body's getting tired, not a lot of food. But I'm telling you, those last two days were awesome. Yep. And that wasn't ever like, I want to go run a marathon. Like I was still very tired. I didn't work out hard at all that week. I know you were doing a lot more than I was. Like the idea of back squatting five by five was like, no, I'll go for a walk. <laughs> you know, I'll go from my Peloton, um, lots of dog walking, et cetera, distracting myself from feeling hungry. But the energy, the clarity you would get on those fourth and fifth days was, was really exceptional. And yeah. it made me think a lot then, and also a lot right now, because I'm kind of doing a carnivore diet, testing it out right now. And it really made me understand that so much of nutrition is just mental in the human psyche. And I'd known this already, but even just kind of diving deeper, because I'm like, I know I feel better right now, but I'm going to eat pizza. Like, what is, where is the disconnect happening? And that's true for so many people. Can you imagine, like, that's just energy. Can you imagine if someone had like type two diabetes and they're like, I can cure this disease. Like I can literally fix my body with no medication, no, no doctor costs, visits, et cetera, or I can eat sugar. Yeah. But there's something that's like, no, nope, I'll take the sugar. And it's the same thing for me. It's like, I'll take the pizza. Um, you know, and other things like, I realized, okay, when I have cheese, like I get, I develop like a, a rash. Um, you know, I, my sleep, not only during the fast, but right now it's like, I just told you how great I slept. And I'm like, you understand all of these things, yet we still decide to, to deviate. Yeah. So do you think that you can make that connection as you're doing them? Or do you think that you have to like be on the carnivore diet for a certain amount of time before you're able to see that there's that connection? I think it's both. I think because I have so much experience in nutrition, I mean, I literally started carnivore yesterday, right? Okay. But I've been talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And we were having breakfast yesterday, my wife and I, and I had eggs and bacon. Because I, you know, I, I, I track what I eat all the time. And she was like, stop talking about it and just start today. She's like, you've had eggs and bacon, you're on it. And I was like, damn it, Roz. Like, why do you like, cause it was like, we have some meals in the fridge that have sweet potatoes or, you know, I've got a jar of peanut butter or it's on a Monday, but she was like, just start. And, and I was like, yeah, she's right. It's what I would tell somebody. And by the middle of the day, even right now, like I attributed to, I had more eggs and bacon before this call. I've had, you know, a good night's sleep. And I'm like, I'm feeling it. But by the, by nine o'clock tonight, I'm going to be like looking in the pantry at foods I want to eat and I'll, and I'll bake it. Like I'm not, that's where you're saying like, what is it like the chicken or the egg? Like, it's like, I know enough and I'm in the middle of it. So I'll do it. Right. But at some point I'll break it. You know, at some point I'll know like, all right, I'm having pizza with Joe. Like I'm not going to feel as good. And I think that's okay. It's that, okay. I know get back on it tomorrow to get back to that feeling. It's weird. Sure. It's like, it's like, you'll, you'll, you'll chase it with drugs, right? Like if you live in Colorado and you have like one edible, 
you're like, all right, now I need a second to make this even bigger, stronger <laughs> and longer lasting, but you don't chase it with food, which is crazy. Yeah, it is. And I'm, I'm constantly interested in like the psychology of it and why people do certain things. And, um, you know, I've with this COVID thing, we're living, at least we are living in pros, close close proximity to more people that we wouldn't have lived with. So you'd start to see patterns in other people's lives and observations around food because, you know, you and I do so much with food and nutrition and whatnot. And I see people that don't make these connections a lot. It's 99% of the world probably, right? Maybe not 99, but I, I would say it's that, I mean, I'm someone who's promoting nutrition. I've owned gyms. I do this and it's, I've always had the connection, but I can, you know, battle through it the wrong way. So yeah. imagine the people that just have never made that connection. Like you just want the world to to see it. I'm not saying it has to be carnivore. It has to be fasting, sure. but even just like, Hey, let's eliminate some of the processed foods. Let's eliminate some of the soda. You know, it, it would really make the world a healthier place. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So on just getting back to this, the fast and like once the, the fog or the lack of energy turned into clarity, uh, you said it was on the fourth and fifth day. Were you hungry? Yes. So the way I did the fast was with the exception of the first day, I fasted all day till about six or so. I would say maybe even later on some of the days. And then I would eat all of my food in like a three to four hour window. Interesting. And the reason I did that again, 800 calories does not go very far. And none of the meals itself were satisfying enough alone. So I figured I was kind of getting the best of both worlds. I was getting this prolonged fast during the day, but then even with consuming the majority of my food in that small window, it wasn't enough. It was still maintaining the idea of this fast mimicking diet. And then for me, eating is all about relaxing at night. And I felt like, okay, I can still get some sort of semblance of feeling full of relaxing, et cetera, you know, two soups. Um, The days you had that chocolate grist bar was like, this is amazing. Um, I really got to like those kale chips too. Me too. I enjoy the kale chips. Because they had like a little what? cheddar to them. Yeah, they were crispy and I, I'm with you. I would I'd eat those kale chips. And uh, what, uh, oh, I'm sorry, um, what did you think of the food in general? Was it good, bad, indifferent? It was, I'd say it was, it was fine. Like I, I liked it. I would, I, you know, I, would 100 and plan on doing this again. 100% do it again. I would plan on doing it again. Spoken to you a little bit about it. I, I like the idea that it's a box. You know, some of the, I was surprised how much I like the tomato soup. Also, I'm not a huge tomato soup person and I would really enjoy that. Like it felt like the most satisfying. It was the thickest soup. Um, I guess, you know, my thought would be, now that I've seen it, I've saved all the kind of information from it, you know, the nutrition facts. Would I do this again and try to mimic it, but actually have a have a strong plan behind it? Like say, okay, this is what I eat on Monday. This is what I, versus like just opening the refrigerator. Because, yep. you know, I was questioning exactly what the benefit was of their macro breakdown. And also, well, if this macro breakdown is ideal, am I better served getting it from, fresh food versus from this powdered soup. That was kind of my question about it. And, That's a great question. You know, so, the, the, you know, I, I think I t- talked about it briefly in, in the, in the group, which by the way is probably what kept me on, you know, day two or three, I was like, no one will know if I'm having this, you know, no one cares. I can, you know, but having, you know, I think it was like nine people, but just seeing people and being able to, it's almost just like being able to vent yeah. and I'm hungry. Cool. I've said it. Other people understand. And then also seeing some of the people along the way hitting that kind of stride. You know, I was like, I'm not going to get that. And man, day four, I'm telling you, like the clarity was crazy. Um, So I would definitely do it. I would do it. You know, if you ran it again, I would probably do it as is. 
just to be a part of the group. Um, but I would also consider how can I mimic all of these foods with just like fresh fruits and vegetables? Cause I also think I'd feel more satisfied yeah. with the food, with the eating, with the foods that I had. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I, I would, I would love to, <laughs> to witness you doing that and see how you did it. I, I think we talked about this before, but it's like when I'm in a, a state of not, feeling good i the last thing i want to think about is like putting together a salad you know i love the idea of opening it up but i do completely agree with you that it would probably be better to have that fresh food um, and, and and if i were going to do it you know i think i would probably consult with you and, and see if you're running another group and maybe talk about it with them but actually put the either write out what it is like yeah. i'm not leaving anything to chance it's not I might right. not have the salad prepared every day, although I might do that as well. Just kind of have a Tupperware yeah. of like, this is what you get today. Cause it would all fit in one Tupperware, right? Yeah. You know, a handful of nuts to make up for the bar. Um, sure. you know, some to- tomatoes and mushrooms. So, and that's kind of what my friend, um, told me to do when, when he recommended it, but I didn't understand it well enough at the time. Sure. Now I understand it. The other thing is, I would probably incorporate one caffeinated beverage a day. I'd probably go green tea because I think it's smart to eliminate something every so often. But I think it was you that I was like, man, somebody in the group had coffee every day. I forget who it was. Yeah, I don't remember. Or maybe I just read about it online. I don't remember. I was doing so much reading about this during it. And, yeah. and I think you then reached out to them and we're like, you know, what's, can you have caffeine? And they were like, you know, one cup is okay. And I was like, this is something I, you know, would have been nice to know five days ago. Yep. <laughs> but, but at the same time, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Cause like I said, the, I mean, I've had, a, I've had at least one cup of coffee every day for the last 20 years, Sure. you know, and, and that was it too. Like when you wanted to quit, it, it, I mean, not going to lie the first few days felt like time was going slow. Yep. Like I would be like, what? It's 11 o'clock. Like it feels like it's, you know, seven at night, you know? Um, and I really did not accomplish much the first few days. Oh. A lot of just like laying outside, uh, you know, walking the dogs, listening to books type of thing. I couldn't get my mind to think, but, um, you know, so having a, the caffeine in the morning might've helped that. And it's just one less thing. I think, if I were going to really think about what I would do is I'd probably want to do this quarterly. And I would say maybe every other, or maybe once a year, complete elimination. And the other, the other times, you know, just really focus on the fasting portion. That's a great way of doing it. Yeah. I, I like that. And another interesting thing that I've gotten out of it, and I'm curious if you did as well, like I'll go and do major endurance feats and like crazy workouts and things like that because of the accomplishment. And once I do them, I'm like, holy smokes, I did that. Now I can, you know, it builds off of confidence for other things in your life. Like because I did this, now I'm confident to do whatever. Like that was super hard, you know? And I felt the same way about doing the fast. Like I can eat 800 calories for five days in a row. When I'm done with it, it just builds confidence in that spilled into other areas of my life personally. So I can understand. Yeah. So did you have that same feeling as well? Yeah, I agree with you. I like to do for one, it was middle of, you know, it was June. So it's like right in the middle of this quarantine where you just wore, I wasn't doing anything pushing myself. You know, I was reading a lot. Like the biggest accomplishment I've hit was watching all 23 Marvel movies. Um, I think so we did the, that too. <laughs> for the, I still have two to go, actually. I've lied a little bit. I have Endgame tonight. Oh, um, nice. So we're just kind of like, I had never gotten into them. And I was like, you know what? Let me try these. And I got hooked. Um, but I've also been reading a lot um, and, you know, still working on the business and stuff. But nothing, I didn't feel like I was doing anything that felt like an accomplishment, like you said. So it was that, yeah, after I was like, and I felt great about it. I felt like I truly did something. And I like doing something that I feel most people can't do or won't do. Right. So it was like that feeling of like, you would like, that's my favorite part about wrestling to this day. It's not about being better than the other person. It's about watching them break. And I know yeah. that sounds kind of like <laughs> if you wrestle, or you compete in a sport, you understand. It's like, I want you to be your best and I want to break that. And that's kind of, was, this was just with myself. Like I truly wanted all of your 
participants to succeed. I needed you guys to succeed, but it was about the other billion people on this planet that wouldn't do it. Right. Um, you know, and I would, it gets to the point where like you're three days in and you're like, really? Like you're going to quit this? Like the, the, the equivalent would be like, I listened to a lot of David Goggins and it'd be like quitting after going through hell week. And it's like, now I got to do that again. You know, he right. did that what three times. So it was that. Um, and then truly, I'm just kind of living in a place, same reason I started carnivore is like just to test. So you can't see it too well, but I'll show you. So see this toe right here? Mm-hmm. This one right here. So <laughs> I'm showing you on my toe. But you can see like, I don't know if I'm giving you a good angle, but this right here is actually flexing. Yeah. It doesn't hurt terribly. Before this, pain. And it's still like, I feel it now from doing that. And um, it's just like, I feel it like lunging is the worst. Cause I can't get any like push off of it, like a walking lunge. Um, and this is six weeks and it, it continued to get better. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, that's really, if you're fasting for weight loss, I would tell you, Hey, there's probably better, smarter ways to do. I dropped 12 pounds. I was at that inflated 150. My final number on uh, Friday morning, after the you know day six, you know, going back to eating, I was at one thirty-seven and a half. Wow! I got a picture of this scale, um, and I you know I could see a some somewhat noticeable difference. I wasn't as bloated for sure. I mean, you don't get like shredded in a week fasting. You just lose water weight, or you know, you, the bloat really is what happens. Um, but it was more for like that overall health and wellness, just. You know, if anyone's listening, if you Google that type of stuff, you'll see all the kind of geeked out reasons for that. And that's why I was doing it. Yeah. And I, you know, there's all this, there's the the science stuff behind it too. Like you, you know, the stem cells and the autophagy and things like that, which we can try and, you know, well, you have a, a great instance with your toe that kind of is showing you that that's something that was happening there. Um, I had something with my wrist that I was having like, you know, just. Yeah. I remember from, you mentioned it during the, is yeah, that and still it's, better? Yeah. I mean, I can feel that like there may be something slightly poking its head back up, but it was like painful, you know, it was like one of those, you know, we work out a lot and we've got things that are not going to affect us really, but it's just a pain in the butt that pokes up every time you have to go into some sort of uh, extension. And that, Although, you know, I, I would assume that doing it again, maybe it will be completely gone. Uh, but that being said, there was a huge benefit from that that I was not expecting. And, you know, like you said, the, the mention of the weight loss. But I would say, and I don't know about you, with all of this COVID stuff going on, there's an increased amount of stress that I feel that's just like going through the air. Like everybody's kind of worried about like not knowing what's next. I had a, a, a tremendous amount of like, relaxation for and still I'm feeling it like things that were bothering me beforehand I'm able to like be cool about and think about you know as if if I'm meditating I'm not sure if you've meditated a lot but if I'm if I'm meditating a lot it's almost like you have a few extra seconds when somebody says something stressful to you to like make a decision and then have a a better response to it I felt like that the fast gave me that 100% and that's maybe kind of the way I was describing the clarity of it. I think, yeah, yeah I meditate a lot and I was meditating a lot during this uh, time, but yeah, I forget what they kind of refer to it. It's kind of like that pause. Yeah. Like you have that moment of, you know, no one else realizes you're taking that moment and it might feel like an eternity to you, but it's a second or two, but it's yeah. that moment where you're like, don't react. And I think, I think part of that stems from the, the clarity you gained and I think part of it just stems from that, like we were discussing that, a bit, that, I mean, we live in a world right now where I don't think most people challenge themselves no. and, and other things start to feel less important. You're like, sure. you know, you realize COVID's going around and you're not eating and you're like, all right, is, you know, this really that important right now? Like who cares? And you just, you, you, you take that, that second and you can step back from it and then I think that's something most people don't don't do. No, and it was that for me at least that was the biggest thing where I'm like, man, when you mentioned, hey, 
you want to do this again? I think you said in like, you may have even said it in three months or something like that at first. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to be rafting the Grand Canyon. How about the month after that? Um, and uh, I started thinking about it because you said that. And wow, maybe I can just, you know, you can set up this kind of wave effect, if you will, where you're getting these results and you're trying to figure out the ideal amount of time or interval between these fasting sessions to see as a test what the results will be over time when you've done them multiple times, you know? Um, And that's what I'm really curious about is seeing if there's this accumulative effect and if, you know, we have this conversation again in a year from now, we've done a f- this a few more times, what's that conversation going to look like? Are we still building off of it? Um, or, you know, was it a, we're like, man, I don't know, the third time wasn't as good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like anything. There's going to be, you know, I think I mentioned it like the day after because I felt so good. Yeah, there's probably a sweet spot where it's like, is it quarterly? Is it three times a year? Is it annually where you start to, yeah, if you do it too often, you're just kind of fasting all the time, you know, because you need, because like I said, I didn't really train much that week. Um, so, you know, you have to balance those. I'm making gains in this area of my life, but potentially losing them here. Sure. So, yeah. you know, with that being said, I don't know where that is, but I, I would 100% do it again. And like I said, if you, if you wanted to give it a go with creating your own, um, you know, schedule of foods, I would certainly do it either way. Sure. Sure. What'd you eat first thing after? That was a tricky spot because like I was saying, I have like, I think underlying food issues and you eat so clean and so little, you almost feel guilty starting to eat again. Yeah. And I was, you know, for me, like the morning was always a reboot. Like, okay, I can make it again. I, you know, it was at night that it was hard. So I woke up Friday morning and I was like, I should just keep going, right? Like that's how I felt. And then you see the scale move and, you know, you feel good, you look good. You're like, okay, you can't, like you can get in your head. Like you have to realize you did it. You've accomplished it. What now? And I didn't want to go crazy because I knew my stomach would really be messed up. And I was saving myself for a Saturday cheat meal. So this was Friday. And so the first thing I ate was just, um, two eggs, two bacon on Dave's bread. Okay. Which is kind of a staple for me all the time. Sure. And I I was absolutely fine with that. And it tasted amazing. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's funny though, like, what's that? Go ahead. No, it's, it's funny though, because during the fast, you're just like, I can't wait to eat. I'm craving this, this, and this. And then when you're actually able to and allowed to again, you're like, okay, that was good. It didn't leave up to live up to what I, wanted it to be but the saturday did what'd you have saturday we've got this place in boulder called the sink and they make a buffalo chicken pizza that is really really good and then god this the cookie place i was talking to is called crumble cookie Mm -hmm. so they're a chain but they're not all over the country yet and they they rotate every week they have four new cookies and two staples. So they always have six cookies. And that's kind of like my, every Saturday night, it's like my cheat day. It's a meal, typically that pizza and like two cookies. And that's what I did that night. Love it. So I'm assuming that you've had some conversations with people that have, you know, noticed that you were doing the fast. Have you had anybody or have you figured out what the diff or what the tipping point is for people? Like when they're, you know, obviously you and I have these tendencies to try and do more and, you know, be the outliers and things like that. And this five day fasting could help people that, you know, are doing whatever, but have you figured out or had any kind of signs of what you're saying in order to get people to actually try this out? No, I think, I think the, the tipping point, like you're suggesting is it can't be about something simple like weight loss. Mm-hmm. It has to be a deeper challenge, internal battle. If you're doing it just for weight loss, like I said, you certainly don't have to fast. You certainly don't have to keep it to 800 calories a day. Most people that are doing that know this is a short-term fix. I'm going to gain it back. I mean, I'm I'm not up to 150 again, but I'm like 143, my standard weight right now. 
Um, you know, and I'm just as happy here as I was at 137. So it's like not worth it. You have to be doing it for those reasons. Like I want to challenge myself and then potentially for the deeper health concerns. Like for me, I know, I know people are listening. They're like, who cares about your toe? But it really impacts a lot of what I do. You know, even just walking at times was painful, you know, and I'm 42. I don't want to have surgery on it. And I was like, okay, let's, like, let me, I have to really see if this works. And knowing that it does now, I'm like, okay, I can prolong surgery for a very long period of time right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Not to mention like other kinds of health concerns that people may be having that if you have any family history of stuff. And uh, for me specifically, when I do blood work, I have, uh, it's not pre-diabetic, but I have a tendency for a higher fasting blood glucose. And having done blood work before and after this, I've noticed that, uh, when doing the fast, I have a lower fasting blood glucose. So there is that as well, that these underlying health conditions can be improved. So, you know. Yeah, I think for me, it was all about the toe, but I also inherently knew other good things were happening. Even though I didn't, you know, I know you mentioned, you know, you use Inside Tracker and you had it before and after. Um, So I knew that I didn't, I didn't do that. um, But I knew, I knew only positive things would come from this. It wasn't right. like I was worried my fasting glucose was going to go up. I'm like, it'll definitely go down. I just, they weren't markers I was concerned with, but I'm, po- and that's why I would do it again because I know deep down fasting for five days is good for you. Totally. Yep. There's enough research out there that, you know, we can put our, you know, faith behind that and continue to do it. I'm with you. Same, same thing. You, you know, you can, you can typically fight either side of an argument on Google. You, it's, it's, it would be really challenging to find arguments against fasting. Yeah. It seems like it. You know, but you can find it against everything. Carnivore, good, bad. Right. But yeah. most people that have an article about fasting, it's like, you know, lab, lab rats have shown, you know, self, <laughs> you know, rejuvenation, you know, extended, uh, lifespans, et cetera. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Um, is there anything that you could think of that people need to know about the fasting that we haven't talked about that would tip them in one direction or the other? I don't think there's anything that it's not really apparent when they get the, you know, if they decide to go through prolon, um, no, just those chocolate crisps are only like two or three of the days, not all five, <laughs> which I would have liked. But like I said, and the olives, man, the olives were like dessert. Delicious. And I think that's that's something interesting. It's like we train our brains to need, at least mine, to want something sweet at the end of the day or after a meal. So it was a nice reboot. I think really, if I were going to give any anyone a real reason to do it, it's like you reboot your computer every you know day or a couple days because it's using so much RAM and, you know, runs smoother, runs faster. Once you, you know, my mom calls me like my phone. I'm like, shut it off, turn it back on. Oh, it's fixed. Right. (laughs) And it's like, we don't do that for our body. And I think that's really it. Like if you've lived for 42 years or 32 years or or 12 years, you know, it's like not that 12 year olds should fast, but the point is, you know, it's a good reboot for your body and five days in the, in the whole spectrum of your life is, is nothing. And then that feeling of accomplishment after is, is really satisfying. Agreed. Couldn't agree with you more. I would so say, have- well, let me, let me ask you a question. You know, the, the, um, glycerol drink, mm-hmm. were you specific to your body weight? Like, uh, were you accurate with that? Yeah, I mean, I was like at 190, 195, so I just kind of like eyeballed it. I didn't take it too seriously as far as like super measuring it out. Why? That that was good. When you had that with the two, uh, was it hibiscus tea yep. bags? Yeah. Man, that, again, it, and it's like, I think, really shocking how little it takes to be satisfied. Oh, totally. That's a, yeah, great point. But, you know, and then on the flip side of that, I would say, is that the best thing to be taking during the fast? Right. Right. Like, is this sugar drink? Right. You know, so I don't know. Like, I, I think it's good to question it, but I'm also was, was very satisfied with it at the same time. 
Absolutely. And the, I think one of the early days that we had that I was drinking that I forgot to drink it for like half of the day and I was feeling terrible and I realized I forgot to drink it and just started sipping on it and felt so much better Yeah, that I couldn't even believe, like you said, how satisfied and how much it just turned my body on by having that little bit of a sugar drink. Yeah, I think it was you that, you know, told everyone to put the tea bags in there. Mm-hmm. Man, that was delicious. Yeah, like, and I would just like sip it because you would want, and then I would re-dilute it a little bit with water. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like. Keep it's it a, going. <laughs> yeah, it's it was so good. So, you know, I, like I said, I think it was just a, a mental challenge. Like this would have been so much easier not during COVID while you're not stuck in the house, maybe to be around other people doing it. But, but I'm really glad I did it. I'm glad you accidentally kind of, you know, talked me into it. <laughs> yeah. And I actually found that, like you said, that you didn't do much working out. I found that the first time I didn't do much working out, just walking and things like that. And I, f- I liked it or had a much better experience when I did lift some weights and I did do a little bit of things that weren't incredibly hard, but, um, because did you do any weightlifting at all when you did it? I think on the very first day when you had more calories and I was coming off the cheat meals, yeah, I did some working out. So that means there's four days left. I know like two of the days I did a very light Peloton ride. Okay. And it made, you know, it's one of those things also where if you can just muster up the energy and courage to start, yeah, you feel better. Yeah. But I just couldn't do it on a couple of those days. Lots of long walks with the dogs, but nothing. I may have worked out another day. I don't remember, but I know if I did, it wasn't anything substantial. Sure. Sure. Cool. Well, if anybody is interested in hearing more, has questions about what we've been talking about, feel free to reach out to either of us. Um, I'm at Joe at all around Joe.com. And where, where do you like people to reach out to you, Jason? Um, either email my email is just jason ackerman 36 at gmail or social media my social media is the jason ackerman very cool very cool what what do you have going on the rest of the summer man lots of mountain biking yeah lots of building like we talked about you know preparing this uh, house for a, a, a baby um but just continuing to work on on our Thunderbro business and, and and project there nothing I can't think of any other challenges. Obviously, I just started this carnivore thing, but um, I'm anxious to say, I feel great today. So I don't know if you've ever tried it, but I would I would recommend at least giving it a go. I think, I don't know that it has to do with eating a lot of meat. I think it's more so with removing all of the processed foods. Sure. How long right. do you plan on doing it? Well, you know, when my wife told me to do it, she was like, do it for seven days and see how you feel. Yeah. And I And I know if I do seven days, I'll feel good. So I probably want to try to go 30, okay. but it'll depend on the reaction I'm having. And, you know, thus far, I think it's going to go well. I'll, you know, and I'm, I like the idea of a black and white diet where I could meet you somewhere and not get pizza, but get, you know, just load me up with some sausage or something, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's nice to have that where it's very, I think a lot of people struggle with diet when there's gray, just like we were talking about with the fasting yeah. versus like, here's your box or here's the foods you can eat. So kind of a small challenge I'm doing. And other than that, just, you know, enjoying myself during this crazy time. Totally. Finishing the Marvel, finishing the Marvel movies. Got to watch <laughs> Endgame and Spider-Man. So it's, it's a lot of work to get through all those Marvel movies. It is. It's like, it's a whole universe you have to learn about. <laughs> and then uh, the, the other big project that maybe you would uh, appreciate is reading Hamilton. Oh, really? Yeah. Is so, that, how's that been? Slow. It's a, okay. like 35 hour read. Um, but you know, I watched Hamilton on Disney and you know, how they released the musical yep. and he was, I was like, I need to learn more about this person. So that was interesting. Well, I'll have to ask you about it 35 hours later and see. <laughs> yeah. It see might if take you me a little longer it. than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, as always, Jason, it's been a pleasure and, um, man, I'm sure we will hook up and do this again sometime. Yeah, hopefully in Colorado. I'm really excited to to get out and bike with you. So keep me posted on when you'll be here. We're definitely going to do that. I will keep you posted. Cool, man. Well, have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll talk soon. You got it, Joe. Thanks for having me. You bet.
Hey guys, that was my interview with Jason Ackerman of Own Your Eating on how our fasting mimicking diet went, you know, if we would do it again, all that fun stuff. You heard, you listened to the podcast. If you guys have any questions, make sure that you hit us up and ask those questions because we will definitely be doing this fasting mimicking diet again, whether or not we do it with the kit or, you know, putting that thing together by ourselves, but we're going to be doing it for sure. We're, we both saw benefits and we both liked it enough to do it again for five days. So, Hope you enjoyed that. Make sure that you are following myself and Jason on social media. I'm at All Around Joe or the Get Better Project, wherever you like to follow us on socials. And we will talk to you soon. The All Around Joe Podcast. We optimize your human performance for my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all around self-proof with junkie. I'll see you on the next podcast.